show is sponsored by Hive Mind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at HiveMindCRM.io. Hey everyone, it's your favorite gentleman coming to you live on the Gentleman Style Podcast show. It's Marcus. So, I'm doing something a little bit unique, something different. We're bringing back a special guest because he has insight. Insight to a world that is new to me, new to possibly new to you, but not new to him. And he has first-hand extensive knowledge in the trucking business. And he's going to come back on the show. Uh, we don't normally do this, but he's back again with some profound wisdom. He shared wisdom before on the Hive Mind interview podcast. Um, but now we're going to dive deep into the world of the trucking business and what's really behind the scenes. And I got the perfect man today. So here we go. Welcome to the Gentleman's Thought Podcast Show. I have the man, Mr. Daniel Martinez. He is the CEO, co-founder of Hive Mind CRM, business automation platform, and host of the Hive with Us podcast with 140 plus episodes in the past six months. This man, if you missed that interview, that was a powerful interview, and he can help automate your CRM business, your business, your company, then take your company to the next level. If you are ever on the fence about hiring a virtual assistant, ever on the fence about whether you can afford to keep up with your customers, Mr. Daniel has the secrets for you. And I'm going to share the links in the show to that interview. But today we're going to talk about the trucking business and some things you want to know before you get into the industry and go all out. So help me welcome my friend, Mr. Daniel Martinez to the show. The second time I got talked to the first time was the other episode. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need that that stuff in my podcast. That's such a good one right there. That is. It's you, sir. You did all the work, man. I didn't make any of this up. Thank you for joining us again on the Gentleman Style Podcast Show. This is a true honor to have you here because you have some insights, sir. You have some nuggets um that I we we discovered at the end of your last interview that you have insight into the trucking business world. Um, before we touch in and tap into your, your vast knowledge, what is going on right now, right? I want to talk about that. What is going on? We see the tr the cargo ships just stuck in, in California. 
and 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 just delays, delays, delays with packages and shipping. What's going on? What are what's what's truckers doing? Right? Are they not? They not? They gave up. They're not working either. They got too much PPP money and stimulus money. It, uh, all the above. Uh, it's it's a bigger <laughs> it's it's a bigger machine and um, industry that any one thing can affect. And there's so many other things that weigh into it that affect every level down to the driver, shipper, receiver, broker, all of it. It all is affected by it. And it's the it's the big companies out there that maneuver everybody else at will. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. And so, sir, what has been your experience? You got to be you're a millionaire 10 times over. You got to be the trucking business took you there, right? Is that is that the case? I hear so many good things that you know you could make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per truck. Is that true? Um, on paper, um, and the reason why I say that is because everybody thinks you can do five thousand dollars a week per truck, fifty-two weeks in a year, two week vacation, two hundred fifty thousand on paper. Yeah, but then everybody everybody that makes fun of entrepreneurs are like, oh, what's the what's the operating cost? What's the net? And then, right. then when, you, when you have that conversation, it's a different conversation that not a lot of people like to hear. But it's the truth. It's the truth. Um, the trucking uh, for my, my background in it a little bit. So my first company that I started was a trucking company. Um, I actually operated a semi truck, 18 wheeler, doubles, triples, 53 footer, 48 foot, 40 footers um, for I drove for two years for a company as a company driver. And then I drove for two years under my company as well. So I had a company. I started my own trucking company for two years at uh, five trucks at one point. Uh, we generated almost $600,000 in revenue over two years, which sounds like a lot of money, but we really didn't make very much money. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the problems in in getting started, how did you get started, right? Because no insurance company was going to cover a brand new truck driver. And so starting in a business, how do you overcome that? That is a great question. So um, if you're starting a company, anybody can start a company. You don't have to have your CDL. It helps if you have your CDL, um, and this is that's such a great leads into such a great question. So if you have your CDL, you actually get better rates. Um, the if, when you go buy a truck, they'll actually give you a better uh, a better um, interest rate and all that stuff just because you have a CDL. If you don't, they're going to tax you. They're going to tax mm. you heavily just because you don't have a CDL. You have to rely on CDL drivers to move the vehicle. Even if you buy the truck, you have to have a driver come and pick it up. To move it to wherever you're going to move it you cannot drive it yourself so the dealership is going to tax you um, they're going to charge you more in fees they're going to charge you more um and as liability just because you don't have a cdl you don't have any experience in the industry so they're they're, they're going to do a uh, a dealership tax on you and to put this in perspective i talked to uh, i talked to my dispatcher every once in a while he said he had a, a, a person went in they bought seven trucks financed he put a hundred thousand dollars down and then they gave them a they gave them a deferment to start off like oh yeah we'll give no no payments for three months yeah it sounds amazing what they did is they wrote in a balloon where you had to pay thirty thousand dollars at the end of three months but you haven't made any money exactly so they took us hundred thousand dollars and they're trying to put them out of business in three months and take the trucks back that was their whole goal what seven but he purchased seven i just purchased seven well, finance. I finance seven trucks with a hundred thousand dollar down payment. Yeah, and, and I'm not coming in making it. I'm coming through the front door with a, which seems like a good deal, a three month deferment, so no payments for three months. But then I haven't made any money in those three months either. 
Yeah, so we'll talk about that in a little bit, but they they heavily tax you up front, and the reason wow. why trucking is it's 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 a good business, but you have to have cash. You have to be very very cash heavy. Everybody that goes into this business, be ready to spend cash. Like there's other businesses out there that do not require as much cash. Trucking is not one of those. You're going to need a lot of cash coming in up front. Whether you have a CDL or whether you don't have a CDL, you're going to need a lot of cash coming in up front. Whether you're buying the truck cash or finance, if you're buying it finance, you're going to want seven to $10,000 just for the truck. You might need two to five just to start your insurance. You might need a grand to start all the backend paperwork to get uh, your, your DOT number, uh, FMCSA, your drug consortium, drug testing, all that stuff. There might be back-end costs as well, not including insurance, fuel, permits, like you name it. It just adds up really quick. So let's say let's let's ballpark this. Let's let's home this in a little bit. Can I would forty thousand dollars cover? Would that be enough to start? It depends on the truck. It depends on the truck. That's another thing. So the trucks make a huge impact on your successfulness of your business too. So anybody who wants to get into trucking, please, please, please do not buy internationals. Do not buy them. They are, they break down quick. They're expensive to repair. And all trucks are expensive to repair, but the internationals are the worst truck you can buy. If Who's, you go what's, a, what's an international truck? Is that Peterbilt? Is that Volvo? No. Who's... So Peterbilt and Volvos are brands of trucks. International is another brand of truck. It's like the low version of the truck. If you walk in, if you walk into a dealership and you never had a CDL, they're going to try and sell you an international because it's going to break down. And they're always trying to get rid of them. Who's the best? Who's the best truck that I should buy? So they all have their, their they all have their benefits. So this is there's so many underlying factors too. So what what's the benefit of how much can I actually expect to make? It depends if you're a driver or a uh, owner. It's <laughs> a, a trick true. question. It's a trick it question. That was good. So, um, what what I'll hop in is uh, where where was I? Sorry. Sorry, I got the, be, the best trucks to own. You were talking oh, about international is, a, is the lower lower end of the total pole. Who's okay, okay, best, okay, okay. So trucks? answer the short answer to this is parts. So and the reason why I say parts, parts and who can work on them. So think of um, Ford back eight, 20 years ago. You can get a Ford. Anybody, everybody knew how to fix a Ford because and there's parts everywhere because they always broke down. There's parts everywhere. So the truck for the 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 model for that is the. A Freightliner. So the Freightliner is a brand of uh, semi-trucks that there's parts everywhere. If you break down to the middle of the country, you can find a Freightliner dealership, Freightliner parts, usually within two hours nationwide. You're going to find it. Peterbilt's, um, Peterbilt's, Volvo's, those are little specialty trucks. Volvo's is a German German make. So think of Volkswagen. How hard mm -hmm. is it? If you want, if you work on a Volkswagen, you got to go to Volkswagen Mechanic. You got to go to a special mechanic for that. So you might have to get it towed to the special mechanic. So you always got to think of all the underlying issues that come with owning a truck. So I always bought Freightliners because I can get parts. I can get it towed to the nearest city, and there's always going to be parts there. And um, everybody knew how to work on them. Whereas Peterbilt's, Volvos, you have, might have to have a special mechanic, and you might have to order in parts to get delivered to wherever you're at. So there's always there's different issues that come with that. So my my opinion, Freightliner is the best. Absolutely. So Freightliner, there you have it, y'all. The man, the myth, the legend, sharing some nuggets on. Uh, so one thing that blew my mind, I I didn't notice until recently, like how much 
can I expect to to spend on a tire? How much is a tire for a truck? It depends if you if you break if you need a tire on the side of the road, if you take it to the tire shop, or uh, you lose it. It depends where you break down. Where you break down. <laughs> that's that's the short answer. And right, like, right. Nobody, you don't think about this stuff. Like right. a tire. If you go to the tire shop, a tire might cost you two hundred bucks. If you need a tire on the side of the road and they got to bring it to you, it might cost you seven fifty because they got to change it on the side of the road and they're going to tax you for it. Um, <laughs> no bueno. No bueno. That's not good. That is not good. That's a lot of seven. For, so I'm paying for convenience here. I'm paying yeah. for the convenience of where you're bringing that tire versus if I come to you, you'll charge me less because there's no inconvenience. To and it depends where you are from the city. Like if you're in the middle of Kansas and the nearest city is an hour and away, you're going to pay for that tire. <sighs> like I told y'all, the man, the myth, the legend. These are the things that we need to know. Mr. Daniel Martin, we got to go to a quick commercial break. You guys stay tuned. Stay with us. We'll be right, right back. Welcome back. We are back to the Gentleman Style Podcast show. And we have the man, the myth, the legend, Daniel Martinez. This man does it all. He's done it all, doing it all, and he's not stopping. He's not done yet. Um, Hive Mind, like the background, like you see in his background, is an incredible company. Incredible. Is it a CRM? Is it a multi-level marketing company? Who knows? But check him out. You got to find out for yourself because we are going to share the link to that interview because we had the honor and pleasure of interviewing Mr. Daniel. But what we're talking about right now is a trucking business and myths and secrets that you want to know before you get started. If you miss any of what Daniel just put down, it is absolutely incredible. He talked about what the cost should be, what you should expect, how much cash you should probably have on hand. Because you need a lot of cash. You need to be cash up. And now we're going to dive in deep, 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 deep. And we're going to talk about the cost and, and, and insurance. I want to join. I want to talk about insurance. What is the cost of, you said about two to $3,000. Is that monthly premium for the cost of insuring a truck? Um, so whenever you're getting insurance, um, depending on if you had your CDL or not, they're going to tax you if you don't. If you do, you're going to have to spend around two to $3,000. Just for a down payment, and then it'll probably be fifteen to two thousand a month after that point. And they usually write it into like a, a twelve month term. And insurance is a whole nother thing. Um, if you add drivers too quickly, they'll cancel you. If you add too many trucks, they'll cancel you. Um, and you got to find other insurance. They they play uh, funny games. So that agreement that you sign up for at the beginning of that term is what you sign up for at that term with the, however many trucks you sign up with. So once you change the the terms, adding drivers, adding trucks, they might cancel you, or they might deny the driver. They might they might do a bunch of funny stuff. You mentioned, thank you. You mentioned earlier that when buying that first truck, you want to look at the availability of parts and maintenance to be able to take care of that truck. And and you you personally um, use Peterbilt, and you enjoy Peterbilt because the availability of parts. Freightliner. Freightliner, forgive me. Freightliner. I don't know why I'm stuck on Peterbilt. It just rolls off the tongue, I guess. But Freightliner. Freightliner has a huge availability of parts that you can access no matter where you break down um, in the continental United States. What about drivers? What should I expect to pay for a driver? Can I do this with a dispatcher or without a dispatcher? Can I um, save some money anywhere? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you can do it with a dispatcher. You can do it without a dispatcher. Um, for me, I hired a dispatcher just because... 
I didn't know anything about the industry and I didn't know how that whole dispatching part worked about it. Yes, you can learn. Um, just know they're going to tax you. I, and I'm using that word very liberally. Um, brokers know if you're not experienced, they can see right through you. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to make you run loads where it's not even profitable. Um, it's a, it's, it's a really nasty business um, <laughs> when it comes to different parts of it. And it's, it's just the way it is. Like there's so many, there's so many people in your pockets. Um, as far as the, and the, the reason you mentioned Peter, but a little bit, Peter built the parts are harder to find and it's cost a lot more to repair. Um, so it's going to, it's going to weigh into your pockets more and more. Um, first mistake I made was buying a, a day cab, which the day cab doesn't have a sleeper. Um, if you're buying, a, if you're buying, if you're starting a company, make sure you buy a truck that has a bed in it just because it saves you on hotel costs. When I first started driving, I had to get hotels whenever I was driving. So I tried to find local work and it's really hard to find local work unless you have a, a contract. In order to get contracts, you have to have multiple trucks. So I learned that the hard way. I drove my day cab from, I was originally out of Atlanta. I drove all the way to Vermont, Salt Lake City, um, Phoenix, all in a day cab. So, so when you say contracts, I, you mean like um, you doing loads for like local food line, the local Amazon, the local, um, well, maybe not Amazon because maybe that's too big. They so Amazon, Amazon does it as well. Okay. So Amazon, so you have to have multiple trucks in order to have a contract with them? Um, in most cases, yes. Um, you have to talk to their shipping department and they'll see it. They can allow, you can call and ask if they're allowing uh, third party contractors to work for them uh, who are licensed and have their own DOT number. Um, I never pulled for Amazon just because every, Amazon, when they first started doing uh, third party loads, they're paying very well. But what happens is when it's supply and demand, when the supply went up, uh, when the demand went up, supply went down and it went really cheap. So everybody was fighting over uh, making no money. And that's not fun because you might think, oh, I'll, I'll get paid, I get paid $500 in that load. Well, how far is it going? You might spend $300 on fuel. Mm. You might spend a tire might go out. You might not make any money. So there's a lot of um, underlying costs. And if you pay a driver, that's, that's, that's somebody asked about what you can get paid. If you have to pay a driver to do it, you might only get paid 50 bucks in that load where that driver can get in an accident for four hours, you know? You, you got to understand that there's two sides to every side of it. So if you're doing it yourself, yes, that money can do to you, but you can only do so much as an individual. So hiring a dispatcher takes that responsibility off of you. Um, managing managing the back end stuff could be its own thing. Tolls, if you're living in a metroplex, tolls can be huge. I went over the New York Bridge and they charged me a hundred bucks for a toll just to cross the bridge into New York. My gosh. Um, yeah. I guess that's why drivers don't like to go up north. Well, and yeah, that and traffic and idiot drivers. So <laughs> that's everywhere. That's I mean, that's the thing. You as a truck driver have to be defensive against everybody else that drives around you. And that's just the bottom line. If you get an accident, it's automatically your fault. I've, I've heard stories where people saw an accident, they pulled over, and they assumed the truck driver was at fault. So they gave them a ticket. He wasn't even there. He just witnessed it. Wow. So wow. And this wrong is place crazy. at the wrong time. Exactly. And the the car driver can easily point at you just because you pulled over and say it was your fault. And they're gonna believe they're gonna believe him every time. So this is I actually went to truck driver training. My my trainer at my 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 uh company when I was a company driver told me is that if you see an accident and you weren't involved, keep it moving. Mm. That he literally told me that. 
because it happens all the time. Keep going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Oh my gosh. That makes so much sense. So that makes so much sense. And and that and that's there's truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. Um, I heard this this is a rumor. I, I can't disclose names, I can't give out anybody's information, <laughs> but I heard that you can blow past a way station, you don't have to stop at every way station. Is that true or not? Um, yes, yes, it's true. So um, not all way stations are open and they have operating hours. So there's the short answer to that. Um, yes, you can drive past them. I've done it before. Um, and you're kind of flipping a coin if you're getting pulled over or not. Um, you as a driver usually have to pay that unless, unless the, unless the, the company pays for that. Sometimes it depends on what type of ticket it is. So when I was a company driver, if I actually no, I had to pay for all the tickets, unless it was like a, a, a uh, like a maintenance inspection because us as a driver I have to make sure I'm weighted properly. So if I got a weight ticket, it was my fault. Wow. No matter what, no matter what, because it's my job as, as the operator to make sure I was, I was weighted and scaled properly. Oh my gosh. Why is that significant? Why do I have to stop at every waste or every open waste station or available waste station? What are they weighing me for? If I pick up a load and I'm traveling, I'm, I'm obviously carrying the same load, right? No, I mean you can you can literally do a delivery. You can be empty. You could be loaded. Um, they weigh you based on your axles and gross vehicle weight. And the reason why is um, some roads and bridges cannot hold the weight that you're pulling. Wow. So, so they they have a max. Uh, and the more you weigh, the more dangerous you could be because the heavier you are, the more inertia you have. You can really do some damage the heavier you are so there's so when you pull over to a way station you're paying that way station to do what um we don't actually pay them they just they check your weight on each one of your axles okay what are they looking for what's, what's that do um to make sure you're not overweight i don't know i don't know exactly the parameters of why they do it and this yeah. opportunity for them to do inspections so if you're overweight they might do a level one level two level three inspection based off of, and they'll check your paperwork, make sure you're not doing anything fraudulent. They might check your equipment to make sure your equipment's up to standard. Um, as far as annual inspections, um, making, making sure you're keeping up with your driver logs so that you're obeying the law as far as the federal law. So they do, they take that as an opportunity to make sure you're operating your equipment properly and efficiently and all the other stuff. So keeping it Yeah. Making sure you're safe, safe for the road. Yep. All right. We have a short clip. We're going to play this short clip here. Um, it's a surprise to Mr. Daniel and myself. So we just decided to just do it. We're going to play some short clips for you guys, for you guys to check out. Um, let us know what you think. We're going to bring it up here on the big screen and tune in and share your thoughts in the comments. Let us know what you think. What? How do you feel? How, this is going to be careful. This also is going to invoke some emotion. It might. Here we go. Video. Extreme case of distracted driving. A truck driver in Arizona, allegedly looking at pictures on his phone, crashes into police cars and emergency vehicles, killing one officer. That driver has now been charged with murder, and ABC's Lindsay Davis has the story. Watch closely. That's 33 year old truck driver Jorge Espinoza on the left of the screen, his wallet blocking the view of his dash camera. His empty fuel tanker is barreling down an Arizona highway at 65 miles an hour when the unthinkable happens. 
His 10,000-pound 18-wheeler plows right into three police cars and two fire trucks stopped at an accident scene. Woo. So, that was pretty, that was, that was intense, y'all. That was pretty intense. Um, Mrs. Daniel, th- what, what is going on here? Th- this is supposed to be, you guys are required, right, to get a certain amount of sleep. So, why, what's, how does that happen? That shouldn't be happening, right? That is a great question. Um, the <laughs> truth is, the the truth is, it's it's a lot grayer area. Um, whenever the federal government wants to put their finger in certain things, they ruin other things that weren't necessarily a problem. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing or good thing. It's not my role. I mean, I'm not even in the trucking industry anymore, so I can't even say my two cents about it. Yeah. What happens is, is when I was a company driver, and I'll explain this. I worked, uh, I worked, I was on call. So what that meant is. Sometimes I would work days. Sometimes I would work nights. Sometimes I would work 36 hours. So they have to give you a 10-hour break in between working. And when I was on call, one day, one day I might work 10 in the morning to 10 p.m. And then the next day I would work at 10 p.m. to 10 in the morning. And it was craziness. So um, I used to – and they had a tight schedule as far as delivery. So for me, I used to drive – whenever I did that, I would get like two, three hours of sleep. And this is federal regulation. I had I was legally driving. I would get two, three hours of sleep because I, w- I was already awake during the day. How hard is it to switch your schedule? I mean, it's hard. But drivers are forced to do it all the time. So be up during I, the day when your body wants to sleep and at that's night. Just, you have to you have to do what you have to do, and that's what we're forced to do. Our dispatchers are like, hey, you got your you got your ten hour break. You better you better be you better make it there. You better make it there on time too. And that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, so. I would, I would, when I would drive, I would sleep two, three hours. They would give you, and they only gave us like a four, a two hour notice, or no, it was like three hour notice. They used to, when I was a company driver, they gave me a three hour notice. They'd call me, hey, be at work in three hours. You got, you got to work twelve hours. And I, I was just up fourteen hours, and now I got to go to bed for three hours and wake up and do this again for twelve hours. And that's just how it is. So I would drive there at my stop, and this is back when I was a company driver. So I'd drive three to five hours. I would literally sleep in the truck sitting up because we didn't have beds in those trucks. I would sleep sitting up for three, four hours. So I got enough rest and then I'll drive back and I would work 13 or 13 hours, but I would be asleep three out three of those hours at a truck stop because I was tired and I didn't want to drive because I was tired. Yeah. Yeah. Safety first, safety first. I'm glad you made it, man. I'm glad you're okay. That's, and that's it's, it's crazy. Like stuff like that happens, like distracted driving. It's, a split second and you can kill somebody and that's why i don't drive anymore there's too much there's too much um there's too much uh danger and split second decisions that can happen instantly and you'll end up killing somebody for sure so there's a lot of costs there's a lot of expenses um how what are some things that that you did to try and keep costs down if 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 at all possible i mean were there any tricks or tips that you could share that could be like, Hey man, um, this, you know, shell gas stations, um, have better quality. Ga- I don't know any tips you could share. I don't know. <laughs> BP. Uh, there's, there's no, there honestly is no way to cut costs. There, there isn't, you're going to pay gas. And that's, I mean, even, even a simple thing is putting gas. You see, you see 350 and 325. Oh, 325 is cheaper. They might not actually service trucks. If you pull into there, you might hit somebody. Is it worth 25 cents 
to no. get in an accident over 25 cents a gallon that's not even your money as a driver no i'll just no. go to the 350 where i know i can get in in and out easily i could park my truck i could take a shower there and that's just what they do so it's not even about there's no way to save money in trucking it's just very expensive business and you're going to spend a lot of money you mentioned this earlier you said one of the things you did is when you were driving you hired a dispatcher and you hired a dispatcher so and it sounded like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like you hired a dispatcher so that brokers, when negotiating those those contracts, those deals, those loads, um, the dispatcher sounds experienced. So that yeah. was a way that you were able to not get taken advantage of when negotiating for those loads. Is that correct? Or yeah, 100%. My dispatcher has been in the business for 10 years, and I leveraged his experience and knowledge as a whole to help me get through when I was in trucking. But um, finding a mentor, finding a dispatcher that knows what they're doing um, is such a such a benefit to your business. Um, and to now that we're towards the end of the show, I can say this. I generated $550,000 in revenue over two years, and I still lost $100,000. But and, that, I'm not, I'm, and that's just me. I've, I talked to many companies go out of business within their first month. I lasted two years. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that make it a lot further than you. My advice for anybody going into this business, go in cash heavy, buy your truck outright and still have cash to burn on the back end. And you probably make money. Maybe. Maybe. But it's there's there's a lot of costs that that tax you monthly that you won't you don't even see the effects till you're in it. And you got to pay money here, pay money there, pay money there, pay money there. And everybody's taxing. In the is there. Is there a way if I have a truck, is there a way to kind of, you know, lend my truck out to the big dogs, the Schneiders, the CR Englands of the world? Is there a way to like, hey, I own this truck. This is my truck. I I purchased it, but I'll I'll lend it to you so you can use it for for your company, the bigger company. Is there a way to do that? Yes, there is. Um it's it's less profitable because they take a large portion of your potential profits and then they pass all the expenses on to you. So it's, uh, it depends. It depends if you buy the truck cash or not, if you buy the truck cash or not, it really depends on if you make money or not, just because that's 1200 to $2,000 you have to spend per month. Okay. And that could be potential profit that you don't have to spend out. Gotcha. But just know that, um, mechanics are expensive. I had a bill for a mechanic was $7,000. Dear God. I'm sorry. What, what, what did he, what did he do? Um, they replaced the clutch. They replaced the oil pan because the mechanic that changed my oil at the truck stop tightened it too tight, and he pretty much welded it to. He welded my oil oil pan, pan to the pan. Um, so they had to break. They had to break it off, and they broke my oil pan. Um, I had to replace the clutch. Um, the other one is uh the they call it the um, it's the def uh diesel exhaust fluid that whole mechanism that goes into that 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 you have to have death fluid that whole mechanism is retarded and it's expensive to fix it um i got quoted like twenty thousand dollars to replace that from freightliner themselves wow i had a friend um had an engine blow she had an engine a diesel engine go bad um because there was no it ran for three months with no oil in it I did. I didn't know that that was something you had to do rec more regularly. Like people think, oh, I'll change it every you know ten thousand miles. It doesn't work that way, does it? So part of your uh, pre-trip inspection that your driver does is supposed to check the oil and all fluid levels. So your driver, by not doing his pre-trip inspection, 
can ruin your truck that will cost you twenty to thirty thousand dollars to replace the engine. And welcome to trucking. Wow! 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 And and <laughs> where 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 did where did you get drivers from? Was there a website, a uh, anything that you recommend or? Would did you use back then to find drivers or kind of word them out? Um, I, I, uh, that's a good, that's such a great question. Drivers is such a, uh, such a problem. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was in business for two years. I probably went through 18 drivers first. 18 drivers. Yeah. Fired them all. Then, then no, they, they, were just... they, they quit. Uh, they, they quit. They, they, I don't know. I had a bunch of, are your expenses like injury replacement tax deductible? Um, yes, they are, but you have to make money first to pay taxes. So <laughs> take that into, into perspective. Uh, all your expenses are tax deductible, but if you're not making any money, you're writing off all your expenses. You're not really doing business, uh, which is one of the things I said in the in the in the first podcast of this episode was not all businesses should be run by you. That's my advice for all business owners. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 where I got the idea to ask. Can I buy a truck and maybe give it or lend it to one of the big dogs and the big companies? Yeah, Any, they, yeah. They, they, they take a portion of your profits. You have to find a driver, and then the driver has to meet the requirements, and then they'll take they pass all the expenses of the truck back to you. But so there you have it, y'all. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Daniel Martinez, spilling the tea about the trucking industry. Mr. Daniel, how can we connect with you? How can we learn more, sir? Um, I don't do trucking anymore. I'm so happy I don't do trucking anymore. But I like spreading the information just because I've seen tens of people go into this business and be out of business in under 90 days. And I hate to see it happen to other people. And they put up their life savings, Roth, Roth IRA. They take out their 401k just to start a trucking business. And they go out of business in 90 days. And they're back being an employee. So I don't want to see that come from anybody here listening to this because you've heard better now. So you should do better. So um, as far as you can find me, I'm on uh, Highbind CRM on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all those social channels. I'm going to put it right here below. Um, we do we do a lot of the stuff towards real estate now. So if that interests you, we, we do education on real estate. So please check that out. And we're doing bigger and better things now. Not really to the trucking. So just, if you know better, do better. For sure. Sure. I love that. Know better, do better. And I hope this helps. I hope this helps you know better. All right. I'm bringing the, the man himself here to you to provide the knowledge and the wisdom. And it, was, it was so, so important to make sure that this got out, this information got out. Mrs. Daniel, thank you, sir. Thank you for taking time to be with us today and to give back in this way. This is absolutely crucial. So I appreciate you, brother. No problem. No problem. I appreciate the time. Absolutely. And I appreciate you all for tuning into the Gentleman Style Podcast show. I hope this message helps. I hope this information was helpful. And I hope it helps you take your business to the next level and think twice about getting in the trucking business. Like I always end every show, take care of your friends, take care of your family, and always, always take care of business. This is Marcus Norman, your favorite host, the Gentleman Style Podcast show. And Mr. Daniel Martinez signing off. Love you guys. Bye.
show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The List Guys are here to save you time. Contact the List Guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.the number1listguys.com.